Welcome to the Purdue Basketball Podcast. I'm Elliot Bloom. Today, uh, episode 63 here on the podcast. And as always, we always try to get our, all of our seniors on uh, the podcast at some point during their, their last go around here. And today, we're fortunate enough to be joined by Jihad Proctor, senior on this year's team. Jihad, good morning. Welcome uh, for joining us here on the Welcome and uh, thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Good morning. Uh, quick note. Uh, Larry Clisby is down out of town this today. He had to go down to Indianapolis. Um, couldn't join us. Was all scheduled to be here, and something came up. So he's doing fine, and uh, will 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 join us here in, on some future podcasts. So, but uh, we we it's been a while since we've done one of these, so we wanted to get get to another one. I've I'm, I've heard from several people asking when the next one's coming, so that's why we no no further delay. We had to do this one in. Um, Jihad, I've been been meaning to get you on for the last few weeks, but uh, wanted to talk to you today, and I wanted to start with your story. Um, you grew up in central Pennsylvania. Yes. And um, uh, full disclosure, my wife's from that part of the country, so I'm a little bit familiar with it. I know you and I have talked about that before, but uh, just talk about your childhood and what, what it was like growing up um, in central Pennsylvania. Uh, everything was like basketball. Um, my dad was a basketball coach. He coached at Harrisburg High School. Um, that's end up where I graduated from. Uh, my my godparents moved to Maryland when I was young, um, and I would go down and stay with them for the summers and play basketball, uh, AAU basketball at that. Um, and then once we kind of hit the road where it be began to get serious, yeah, um, I started like missing school a little bit uh, <laughs> to go down to Maryland and play and. Um, we hit like a my mom and dad hit like a um, I don't know like a little roadblock where it was like do they want to send me down or do they want to keep me here um, <laughs> so then that's when my dad or my mom wasn't for it at all um, so then my dad ended up making our own AU team uh, so I could stay at home and it was just uh, just like local just my, my friends um, we all went to school together we played middle school ball together, elementary, we all played on the same teams growing up. So um, my dad ended up making an AAU team, and uh, we ended up being really good. Uh, That's cool. We finished my, going into my junior year, I think we finished eighth in the country, something oh, like wow. that. We ended up um, uh, beating a lot of teams out in the Super 64, um, and ended up losing to Compton Magic in the championship. Okay. But, um, yeah, we beat a lot of teams, and it was just, like, good getting exposure and everything like that. But, you know, growing up was just all basketball. That's all I knew. My sister was a basketball player. My dad was a basketball coach. And I was always with my dad. So it just was always basketball in school. Um, and school was just something I had to take care of. You know, my dad was big on grades. My mom was big on grades, you know. Um, so after a while, it was just expected of me to – be a, a good student um so basketball was yeah. always the the priority but I had to make sure I took I took care of my grades and stuff first which I you know I knew if I wanted to play I had to so I just always get my stuff out the way but everything was just basketball you know now how soon and we ask this to a lot of our guests because most have played the game um how soon in your childhood, did you start to kind of look around and say, "Hey, I'm, I'm pretty good at this, and maybe I'm a little bit better than some of my, you know, uh, my peers"? Did you? Did, was there a moment you kind of, or an age where you kind of figured that out that maybe you you had a little gift here? And uh, yeah, um, it was. I would say I, I think I knew I was pretty good young um, because I was a lot taller uh, than a lot of kids. That helps. So. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then 
it was I want to say around the age six seven. Um, that's when I got into the AAU basketball, and I would go down to Maryland and play with okay. um, my goddad's team. At the time, they were called the Mitchellville Trailblazers. They end up branching off into DC Assault and okay. um, uh, the DC Blue Devils at the time, I believe. Gotcha. Um, that was as we got older, though. But young, when I went down there at first, you know, I was a little timid. Uh, wasn't as aggressive. I was a little shy playing with kids I didn't know. And then as I got comfortable, um, it just like kind of took off. And uh, I guess the big thing, uh, young, was that we had shooting shirts for our, uh, yeah. like you know, like little warm ups, and yeah. they like tell what the player is. You had your defensive ones. You had like your assist people. And uh, me and the coach's son, who was really good, uh, he plays at uh, Georgetown, Terrell Allen. We had um, the same shooting shirt, and it was kind of like the all-around player. And gotcha. I came off the bench because I could never make all the practices and stuff like that. But me and him had the same shirt, and then that's when I kind of, I kind of like, you know, blossomed into my own. Like, you know, I'm, I'm actually good. So you know, going yeah. back home, a lot of kids, I wouldn't say were intimidated of me, but. They were always, it, it was more so a target on my back. So, you know, when I would go back home and play, everybody, oh, you think you're so good. So then, like, you know, I always had to prove myself. And then I think that's when they kind of, like, I am good because I would always win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Harrisburg, now Harrisburg's about, what, an hour 20 west of Philadelphia, right? Uh, yes. Um, so outside of basketball and obviously uh, school and everything, um you know, what was your childhood like there? What'd you do for fun when you weren't playing basketball? Um, a lot of it was like hanging out with my friends. Um, I had a pretty free childhood growing up. My parents were pretty cool. Um, and we have a park right down the street and a lot of my friends lived in the same area. So we were always at the park walking around outside. Yeah. Um, it was actually two parks. One was, uh, like, I guess you can say like to the left and one was like to the right, like of the road or, in comparison to my house um and it was just like a lot of things in radius you know you had like wendy's and chinese food <laughs> like oh, gas station yeah so you, was, was there a court in the park basketball court yeah and that's it was, where you it was played two all courts yep oh, um yeah. and then the other park only had like a like a small half court um so we always go to the park with two courts because it was a lot yeah. of us um and then like as we got a little older and you know you meet friends outside of your school district they started coming over, so then the park would be, like, super packed. And oh, those are the to, best. Yeah, it, it would be fun. It, it was the funnest times ever, um, especially because it had a big baseball field. So if we didn't want to play basketball, we would just play football. Um, it was a um, – if we didn't want to play football, we would play uh, baseball. Like, you know, yeah, just always absolutely. just mixing it up. So. Those days are so I, – I remember those days in my childhood just so fondly. It was so much fun and just – always playing a sport always outside and and those games on those playgrounds as you got older i don't know how your games were but they got to be so competitive because there would be a line of teams waiting to play the winners Mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to lose because it means you're gonna have to wait you know 30 45 minutes before you got back on so those games end up being really competitive they they got super competitive as we got older now younger it was like a little you know play fun but as we got i want to say sixth grade maybe maybe younger i don't know they started to pick up um, yeah. because that's when a lot of people would come from or our friends from different school districts would come yeah and then it was always like a battle well who's the best team and at the time i went to a school called susquehanna okay so you have like susquehanna and you have still and you have your harrisburg kids you have your central dolphin and your central dolphin east and it was like all of us at one time so we were always we never really got to play against each other because we're all in different districts 
Um, so going to the park, it was like, well, who's the best kids in the district? Everybody so came together. Yeah. Huh? That's really cool. That's really cool. So you ended up, you went to Harrisburg High School. Yep. Um, had a really good career there. Um, uh, averaged uh, over 24 a game as a senior. Um, talk to me about when you get to high school and you're, you know, you obviously have the AU background and, and the base of that, and then you get to... Um, the high school level, at what point did you start to realize that, hey, I can probably get a scholarship to play basketball somewhere? And, you know, what what age were you when that started to happen? Um, I was in 10th grade. Um, my ninth grade year, I played, I don't really like considering myself play, playing JV. Um, that's why I went to Susquehanna my ninth grade year. Or I meant playing varsity because uh, I played JV. Gotcha. And I would play varsity like here and there, play a game. Yeah, yeah. Play. So um, I ended up transferring. Uh, to Harrisburg my 10th grade year and that's where my dad coached that um at first I didn't play I played both JV and varsity uh first game of the season I played JV um and the head coach at the time or uh, he's still the coach coach Smallwood he wanted me to play varsity and my dad he wanted my dad wanted to coach me he's the head coach for the JV so <laughs> he made me play JVs at first um I think I only played two games of JV before he told, he told the head my coach dad it was like, over right, yeah, yeah. yeah um I think it was the third <laughs> game of the season we played our rival uh York um who we ended up beating in the district championship um we played them at home and I got to start because one of our players had got suspended and I think I went for like 18 um and my first it wasn't my first varsity start but my first varsity start at Harrisburg or something like 18 or something like that and then from there I, I started the rest of the year um by the end of the year I got uh, my first two offers were Radford and Penn. Yeah. Um, so then that's when I kind of knew, you know, I, I got some talent. Uh, yeah. I ended up finished, uh, I, I finished the year being ranked, or I said ranked, um, being on the All-State team, third team All-State, and I was the first person or first sophomore in Harrisburg history to be All-State. Um, so then I think that's when it kind of like picked up for me because then going into that summer, that's when I, I became, you know. Yeah, I, that's I, a big summer. Yeah, I developed my game a lot more. Uh, I would say I was more so a shooter. All I did was kind of like shoot threes, um, you know, pump fake one dribble. I would get to the basket in the open court. Um, I was pretty good on defense. Um, but then I started developing my game more as in like posting up, getting to the rim and fouled and everything like that. And it just it kept building and yeah. building as I got older. But I would say by the like middle of my my sophomore uh, year of high school, that's when I believed I was a Division One player. Well, and then you and, and you talked about that summer between your sophomore and junior year is really when it really when it picks up for guys. Mm-hmm. Um, that that summer is really when uh, a lot of the colleges start identifying guys that okay, here's the guys we got to really kind of zone in on uh, for their junior year and. Um, so at that point, when you as you get to your junior year, senior year, kind of take us through the process. You know the schools that kind of were offering you, and then you know who did you narrow it down to, and and then tell us about your decision decision making process. Okay. Um, so my this, that sophomore summer, I talked to a lot of mid majors like Atlantic Ten, uh, like Davidson. Yeah. A lot of the Patriot League schools because really smart. I had like a four point high school. Um, so it was a lot of like around that area. Yeah. Um, my god brother went to Holy Cross, um, so I was kind of sold on on the Patriot League. I just thought that would be a really good fit for me. A lot of good teams, a lot yeah. of good programs, and a lot of yeah, a lot of good uh, programs in that um, league. 
and I had talked to like some schools that were higher, like I said, in Atlantic Ten, uh, like the Davidsons, George Mason. Um, I spoke to the. Uh, I don't know. It was a lot of <laughs> a lot of schools that, but it was, it was more of the mid mid major range. Yeah. Yep. Um, but coming down into high school or coming down to my senior year of high school, um, I kind of narrowed it down. Uh, it was between Penn, Holy Cross, and. I, I think that was more so my last, my final two, Penn and Holy Cross. Um, I was really, really close with the Penn staff. Um, the head coach at the time was Jerome Allen, who is mm-hmm. uh, assistant on the Celtics. Yep. Um, and one of the assistants there, Scott Perra, was my dad's best friend, oh, okay. teammate in high school. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. They played at Hershey High School together. So I would always go to Philly, always go to the games, and the palestra was just yeah, is iconic. Really <laughs> cool, yeah. So we we've always talked about uh, Penn State plays has played a home game there mm-hmm. for a few years now, and uh, I was just talking to Coach Painter about that the other day. We thought that that if they ever if they ever asked if we would move that game from the Penn State campus to the Palestra, if we would want to do that, we would do that in a second. Cause yeah. Because that looks, just looks like a really cool place. I've never been to the Palestra. It's one of the places I want to get to. It's, it's super. Well, they renovated it now. I, I was there before the renovation, or I, I went to see it before the renovation. And, I mean, even with the old feel, it's just like yeah. – once it gets loud, it's just like dang. Like, even though it's not like a big time arena or uh, like a you know hold a lot of people, it, right. it, it just it's nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I narrowed it down to to Penn and uh, Holy Cross, and uh, the the assistant from Penn, his name is Scott. He ended up taking a job down at Rice, um, and they kind of that kind of just fell through even though i liked everybody on the staff it, it just that was your main guy that so, was my yeah. main guy yeah, so that happens that happens um, a lot but holy cross not to say holy cross wasn't close or anything Penn was just closer to home um i just i felt more at home because it was right in philly it was right up the street um but uh milan brown who was the head coach at holy cross i love love him to death that's probably one of my favorite coaches and he didn't even coach me he's just like a, a really good person um and my god brother was there so i end up you know committing to holy cross uh i mean i liked it too it was you know really nice school a little farther away from home uh so then i i end up committing to holy cross uh be in the first signing period in the beginning of my senior year so i was committed the entire year um and then at the end of the year milan ended up getting fired and I had to open up my recruitment. Uh-huh. So, did you have a sense that that might happen, or is that was did it kind of catch you off guard when that happened? Uh, it, I was for sure caught off guard. Really, I, mean, I know they didn't have the best year. Yeah, um, but I thought they were going to give him another chance because we were. My class was supposed to be one of his better classes. Yeah. Uh, coming in, and they returned a lot of people, so it was supposed to be like a mix and. I don't really know what, you know, situation he had going on up there or whatever. But, yeah, it for sure took me off guard. So that would have been your senior year, after your senior year, you find out? Yeah, my senior year of high school. So this would have been, like, March? March, yeah. April, your yeah, senior year? Yeah, something like that, yep. So the season concludes, and in your mind, hey, I'm going, you know, to Holy Cross is where I'm going to play. Yeah. You're excited. You're probably already admitted and everything at that point. Yeah. Everything's ready to go, and then all of a sudden you get that phone call. That he got, yeah. Who called you? He did. Wow. Uh, Milan called me. He told me, and he was just like, 
Wow. I, I was yeah. just in shock because that's where I had yeah. planned to go. Um, so then we went through the whole process of like trying to get my release. And at first, Holy Cross wouldn't give it to me. They wanted to wait till a coach sign, which at the time I did. You know, I wasn't really aware. I was kind of young. Like, I I want I want out. I mean, I don't really sure. have much time. And you want to start shopping right away. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a um, and a lot of this topic comes up, you know, in the news a lot with, you know, transferring and things like that. Yeah. And and this is a situation where, yeah, you're you get caught off guard and like <laughs> you go through this process for probably, what, two years looking at school. Yeah. You get it, you know, whittled down and then all of a sudden circumstances change beyond your control um. Yeah. So how? So talk us through. Then you get no. you end up getting the release. Obviously. Yeah, I, I got the release, and I had to play as an unsigned senior, uh, unsigned senior in some AAU tournaments. I believe I played in like the Jip, the Pit Jam Fest. Um, another one that's at uh they uh, hold it at Spooky Nook. It was it's a hoop group tournament, I believe so. Or yeah, I said hoop group. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think or big shots. It was one of those. Yep. Um, big time tournament and I had to play as an unsigned senior and I played with the city um, who Donovan Mitchell used to play for um, and, a ch- and this is a chance for guys who um, you know especially guys who jump on the scene late and mature late mm-hmm. to you know show what they have to try yeah. to get these last minute scholarships and uh, openings occur on rosters for a variety of reasons yeah you were there out, you know for a reason out of your control so what how many teams then started reaching out um, so it was around the like same kind of mid-major level, yeah. um, but some of it began to be the uh, elite mid-majors, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them that were like, you know, have been running their conference for multiple years, you know, winning their conference regular yeah. season or championship for multiple <clears throat> years. Um, but I kind of, I narrowed it down early. Um, I had cut it down to three schools. It was Iona, Manhattan, and Robert Morris. And all three at the time were really good, you know, mid-major schools. Robert, Robert Morris in Pittsburgh? Yes. Yep. Um, I took a unofficial to Robert Morris, you know. Uh, I thought it was fine. It just, you know, it was just so little time to, like, figure out all the flaws. Right. And I mean, that, that I yeah, was. you're on, like, everything's, like, double time now. Yeah, you got to get it, stuff figured out quick. It was so fast. Um, uh, I went to Manhattan, uh, and I did a workout there and everything. And, you know, it was... Like it was nice once again. Little is right like on the hill. I, it just was like a whole switch up, and then I went to Iona, and I just think coach told me everything that I like. You know, play up and down, play super fast. Yes, they do. Shoot threes. Yes, they do. And I'd rather you shoot threes than layups and stuff like that. So I think I was sold on my visit. I worked out with some of the players. Um, I played good and everything. He offered me on spot, and then he kind of like told me like. You know, we have other players coming in like we want you, but I can't guarantee the scholarship will be here in, you know, a week or anything yeah. like that. Uh, so me and my dad left. Uh, we went to go get some something to eat before we got on the road. And I I just was like, Dad, I think I just want to commit here. I mean, I think yeah. I, I don't want to wait any longer because I would hate to lose the scholarship Yeah. Um, if this is where I want to go after I think about it. So I committed and uh, ended up. Uh, I graduated May 31st. Uh, it had to be on campus at Iona the next day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and that's how that process went. It, it was just, it was really fast. I didn't really get a chance to like m- meet the coaches or meet the players or anything sure. like that. It was just like a, 
do you think you'll fit here kind of thing if you know uh well and they and they do have that's the the things you're talking about their program are all accurate they have a good program we faced them in uh, puerto rico in a tournament mm-hmm. a few years before uh, before you were there and uh it was actually robbie hummel's senior year lewis jackson were and ryan smith were our three seniors and they were a really good team yeah and we had worried about that game <laughs> All summer leading into that, thinking, well, we're going to have our hands full. We ended up beating them, but it was a it was a fight to the end, and they have a good program, a team that uh, has been in the NCAA tournament over the years. So, yep. so talk us through. You get to campus, you're starting in the fall. Yeah. You start that summer rather, and then the fall rolls around. Talk to about talk to us about your freshman year there. Um, my freshman year, I think, was really up and down. You know, you expect to you walk in freshman year coming from college, you know, expecting a lot more than what you than what you're actually in for, which you know. Um, so uh, it, I had some games where I were really where I was really good, and I had some games where I was you know bad. Uh, I just think it was an up and down year, um, and I don't think it helped that I didn't really. I don't want to say like know the coaches because you know you get to you get to be more comfortable with them as the year goes on and right. everything like that. But um, I wasn't really. Uh, I wasn't really comfortable. I didn't really like. I guess settled in with the with the coaches. Now the players were fine, but they were a lot older. Um, it was only three freshmen. Uh, I lived with one of them, and the other freshman was a walk on. Um, and me and Ricky were pretty close. You know, I still talk to him to this day. Um, it. I just think it was he had already been committed to Iona, so he was comfortable. He knew the staff. He knew the players. And I, I just felt like I was like the addition. Just wasn't a good fit. Yeah, it yeah. just it just wasn't a good fit. Um, so my year was, you know, it was pretty rough. I had really good points. And like I said, it was times, you know, I had games where I scored 20 points or you know, 13, 14 and play really good. And then there was games where I, you know, don't play. And I just think that's the life of a freshman when you go in expecting yeah. a lot. And then especially in my situation where you're not really familiar with a lot, you know, you just kind of on the go trying to figure out if this is for you or not right and, you know i over the summer when you're enrolled in the summer class if i wanted to transfer or anything like that i would have to sit out if i if i left because i already had took classes and everything so it was one of those things like you know you push it out and see if you know yeah uh, see if you yeah. like it and i know iona's not big on you know getting freshmen in uh you know they're big time you know transfer and do go and you know, a lot of older guys in their conference, and that's why they're typically good because they have a mix of older players. But, you know, being younger, I, I learned a lot from the players that were there. Um, and then I just figured at the end of the year, I just it wasn't for me. Um, so you, after your freshman year, you decide to, uh, to transfer, um, and you end up at High Point. Yeah. So talk, talk to us about, uh, and what's now, was Tubby Smith coach? The whole time you were there? No. Uh, so the first coach was Scott Cherry. Okay. Um, uh, when I, I went to High Point, uh, I tried to go to them uh, my senior year when I first had. Okay. Uh, because the starting, one of their starting guards there went to Harrisburg. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, I name, didn't know all this. Yeah. This is cool. Okay. Uh, his name is Hashim uh, McIntyre. He was like the all-time men's or leading scorer, whatever it is, at Harrisburg and everything like that. And end up, you know, going to break his records and all of that. And I knew he was at high point, and I just did like a little research. I didn't really know much. Yeah. Uh, the school was, you know, beautiful. Um, and then 
they were really good. They had won their regular season, I want to say like four years in a row, um, but they lost in the conference tournament, but they were pretty solid for, uh, you know, a mid-major yeah. or low-major, whatever you want to call them. I want to say they had like 3,000 point so- scores in their like senior class and everything. So, you know, um, that, I knew. Did they just not have scholarships when you were a senior? Yeah. Uh, uh, they had. It or was, were too many guards or yeah, whatever it was. It was yeah, two yeah, kids. Yeah. Uh, me and another kid, Brandon, who we both liked, um, and we end up going to different, you know, different schools. They didn't have any scholarships. It wasn't even like a. It wasn't even. They didn't even like really take any time. It was yeah, kind of yeah, no off for real. Yeah. yeah, and that's that happens. You know, I think fans would be amazed sometimes. They they would you look at you look back and say, well, why didn't we get this kid or why didn't we get this kid? Mm-hmm. And you have to explain like, well, at the time. You know, we were a guard-heavy team, yeah. and maybe we didn't offer them because we didn't have any scholarships at that position. Yeah. Or sometimes, you know, a, a young man will look at that situation and say, well, why would I want to go there when you have all these guards? Guard, yeah. So, yeah, your <laughs> roster roster management's a big deal sometimes, yeah. right? So that kind of, I kind of, you know, just backed off of that and ended up going to Iona. But um, after I put my name in the portal uh, to transfer from Iona, I kind of knew I wanted to go to high point i would say more or less i mean i talked to other schools um big time you know mid-major market yeah uh, that i talked to um and then i had spoken to some like higher level schools at like wichita state and uh at the time louisiana tech was really good yeah and I, I talked to louisiana tech um but a lot of them wanted me to come and work out in the timeline of what everything was you know yeah. traveling with my parents or making sure my parents can see and making sure I could go and like it. They didn't want me to go by myself, only being 18 at the time. Right. Uh, so a lot of schools just didn't, it didn't line up because everybody just was, you know, we want you, we like you, we watch, we, we just want you to come work out. And, sure, they want to see what they're on. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. I, you know, I yeah. wasn't opposed to doing it. It just was so hard with my parents' schedule. So so when you get to high point, did you finally feel like, okay, this is... This yeah. is kind of home. Yeah, I felt comfortable. I clicked with the player. Well, I was kind of distant at first. You know, I didn't really know anybody um, there over the yeah. summer. When I took my visit, they all the players were back at home. Um, or when I went down to just go see the school. Yep. Um, I don't want to say visit because I didn't work out or anything. But, you know, I, everybody was home. Canvas was kind of empty. Um, but I just felt more comfortable, uh, especially because I have family down from North Carolina. Uh, that live right in that area oh, of like, cool. Greensboro High that Point. That helps, yeah. So I just, it just felt more like home, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was, the weather also helped. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say, really a little hot. warmer, a little <laughs> yeah. warmer in North Carolina than up in New York. Uh, yeah, so. Especially during basketball season. Especially, yes. Um, so then, you know, once I got there, I was a little distant at first, but, you know, players were like quick on making sure I, I was around or included in everything. And, from there, I just, I guess I just click with them uh, instantly. Um, and then I think it helped that uh, I redshirted with two of my good friends, uh, one of the kids being Brandon, who was supposed to go to High Point as well. Oh, really? He ended wow. up transferring in. And another kid, Sam, who transferred from a Division two school. Um, but uh, I just think that helped a lot because, you know, I had somebody with me. So anytime we had to do, like, extra workouts or anything like that, I had two people with me that I, I hung with all the time so that helped a lot more um to transfer into high point being more comfortable um 
Yeah, I mean. So when did the head coaching change come? Uh, after my second year there, so my redshirt year, he was the head coach. Uh, I want I want to say probably went like five hundred mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and then the, my first year playing, uh, we went about like five hundred or something like that. We had points where we were really good in the season, and they had points where we were really bad. Um, it's just kind of you know back and forth year. Yeah. The team couldn't really find the identity, and then we were young too. Um, which I mean I don't like putting a lot of stuff on young, but we had talent sure. to be good. But yeah. it, it it was too many emotions in the locker room at one time, and you know when coach you have a coach who's very passionate about the game and a whole bunch of young emotional players who think oh, I'm supposed to be this, and then you know I'm supposed to be that. It just doesn't really mix well. Uh, I think that's what kind of happened. Uh, so then that change came. With, did it surprise you? Or was it one of those things where people thought it might happen? Or no, it for sure surprised. I think our whole team because we found out on spring break. Um, so are you are you telling yourself like, man, my luck with coaches like it's, it's just awful. Wow. <laughs> That's what I, I thought. I'm just like I, I can't catch a break. I, yeah. I just we were on spring break. I, uh, we were in Miami. Uh, my one teammate's from Daytona. We went down to. Uh, Daytona Beach with him and to hang with his family for spring break and uh, we got a call I want to say I want maybe the second day we were there and it was coach Cherry uh, he had called me um, I'm just sitting in the living room and he hadn't called the other three players yet oh wow so I'm just I'm trying to be as quiet as possible and I'm I'm just like stuck so I'm like yeah what do you mean uh, like that's crazy. Yeah, and they were like looking at me like, "Well, what's going on?" And I didn't want to tell them. That changes your 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 vacation. Yeah, I mean, we were we were just like uh, stuck because then like when we would go out or anything like that, we you see it on the TV. Mm-hmm. We're like, dang, we play for them, but like nobody knew us down there, so yeah. it was kind of better. But we're just all like, all right, like, are they looking at us? Like, I hope they don't show no highlights or anything <laughs> like that, especially because. Uh, me and one of the players that uh, was down there, we were both averaging like 15 at the time. So Yeah, you had a good junior year. I mean, you were named second team all, all Big South, and, and uh, you know, you averaged over 16 points a game and had several um, several games of over 20 points. So you had a, you know, you had a very good year. Um, how, how quickly then did uh, Coach Smith get hired? Uh I want to say quick. I think it was pretty quick. I mean, we kind of knew because when the reports were, like, coming out, um, Tubby had just had got fired from the, like, Memphis, Memphis job, yeah. like, yeah. right after that or right around the same time. And then right after he got fired, everybody was talking, like, you know, Tubby wants to come home. He was from uh, – he went to high – played yeah. at high point and everything. And that's all we were – that's all we saw. So yeah. we kind of just he prepared thought. ourselves, like – Tubby's gonna be our coach. Of yeah, course, we were excited. Well, that's, a, that's a safe assumption. If it, when a school can get you know a legendary coach that you know has won a national title and has the name and and I think the one thing about Coach Smith and I'll let you kind of talk about him, but did, he's he's a very respected man mm-hmm. in, our, in our profession. Does yeah. things the right way. Um, great values. Uh, really a tremendous man. And, yeah. Um, We've always thought very highly of him and competed against him a lot when he was obviously in our league at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, and so have a decent relationship with him. But, um, yeah, just a, and Coach Katie before that had a really good relationship with him. They were assistant coaches on the USA team together. Oh, wow, I didn't And the, know that. they went to the Olympics in Australia. So yeah. Coach Katie and Coach uh, Smith had a, always had a really good relationship, and that was back when he was coach at Kentucky. So mm-hmm. um, there's, there's always been some connections there. 
Um, so he gets hired and he comes in. What were your initial thoughts of him? I mean, like when you met him, like when he comes in and introduces himself. Yeah, well, first I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say starstruck, but I was just yeah, like, it's sure. like it's tubby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you do your research and you know basketball, and right? I'm like this is tubby. Like he coached NBA players and yeah. he won a national title. Like oh, we're going to be good. Like <laughs> um, so I was kind of excited, and you know, he was very you know like humble. He, he doesn't like yeah. really like brag about himself or anything like that. He was just. You know, told us who he was, and he broke it. You know, had our like individual meetings with everybody. Uh, we went over like last year's stats and all that stuff. But it just was, I was just like on like honored to be. You know, because he gave me so much praise for what I did, yeah, and everything. And I just kind of felt very comfortable uh, initially uh, with Tubby. So, and you, and then you turn around, have a great um, year under him and uh, and with him. Um, you know, it would be your basically your junior season eligibility wise. Yeah. Um, and you were named, you know, again second team All Big South. You were also named the Big South Scholar Athlete of the Year. So you were continuing to do well academically. Yeah. Obviously, and 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 we took note of that. But uh, your average went up to just over nineteen points a game, just under four rebounds a game, over three assists. So you were, you were. Uh, an all-around good player for them, and you guys, and you end up scoring, you know, eclipsing a thousand-point mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so you had a really successful junior year, and uh, how was that year, just playing for him and the, and the whole season? Uh, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, his his style of of play and coaching was completely different from Coach Jerry's, because uh, Coach Jerry wanted us to be a little bit more uh, free, or that's what he was trying to transition into. Because gotcha. uh, we were a more so guard oriented team or wing. Yeah, didn't really have centers at that level. Yeah, or at least not yeah, centers like we do stuff. here. <laughs> so he was trying to transition into being a lot faster, and, and Tubby was more so uh, play it by how the game's going. You know, if we're winning walking the ball up the court, then that's how we're going to play. If we're winning sprinting, then that's how we're going to play. I mean, yeah. he never told us to cancel out transition or anything like that, but he was more so, of, I would say, like an old school coach. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, um, uh, like, the way that the game was changing, some points it would be hard uh, just because, you know, our team was kind of used to, transition into oh let's play fast let's get up and down yeah that's hard when you have to change styles and a new coach comes in it's a hard adjustment for everybody but i think that the really good thing uh with tubby coming in was we were better defensively and that's one thing he took pride in uh we struggled we struggled scoring the ball way more than we struggled getting stops Uh, i would say a lot of games that we had lost was because we just couldn't put the ball in the basket we just had trouble making shots or, you know, getting a flow offensively. But he took pride in, in defense. That was one thing yeah. that we had to – you had to be able to guard in order to in order to get on the court. Um, he was big on that. Um, so. so you had that season. Um, and then at what point did you decide, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, go to an, a higher level as a fifth year? And obviously the fifth-year rule has been in effect now a, a number of years. I think mm-hmm. people are used to it now. And when it first happened, people kind of – didn't really know what to think of it, but I think now it's become part of the college basketball scene and everybody's used to it. So what was your thought process to deciding to start exploring your options for for the fifth year transfer rule? Um, it was, I would say, towards the end of the season. Um, of course, you know, you already have played against the like little high major games that we have had and everything like that, but 
My numbers were really good. Um, I thought by the end of the season, I was shooting the ball really well, um, playing well, and I just I, I thought I could play at the higher level. Yeah. Um, I always, you know, believed I could ever since I was younger. Um, and, you know, it's every kid's dream to play at the highest level sure. of college basketball. Um, I just, I kind of hit that that mark where I was kind of stuck between, do I want to go to a, my third school and my, my fourth coach or do I, you know, do right, I just want right. to stay in? But then at the same time, I was like, you know, I really want to pursue my basketball, you know, aspirations. And I think the only way to me getting to that level is to either one play against them every day and or be on or be on one of the teams. Um, and I think the only way I could have did that was by transferring. So I I just kind of wanted to put myself in that position. Well, I remember um, when we were recruit started recruiting you, and your name kind of popped out as a guy that's available. Um, you know, when when we knew we needed to add another piece to the roster and, and kind of getting a handful of names and you start doing research on everybody. And, mm-hmm. and right away, your name was like, hey, this is the guy we got to try to get. Like, we had some other guys that we talked to and visited, but at the, at the I think at the, the coaches would all agree that you were the one that we said, if we can get him, we'll be in good shape. So, but I think a lot of that had to do with, it was as much about you as a person as it was your basketball ability. Um, you know, we've we've talked talked about your um, uh, academically how you're such a good student, and that's important to you, and that's also important to our program. So that was a match. And I remember when you came on your visit, you were talking about how you know, hey, more than anything, I want to win and get in that NCAA tournament. And that was you don't hear that every day from uh, from recruits, and uh, when you do, that that always catches our attention, and that was something that we really uh, really gravitated us to you. Yeah, I was I was big on. Um, getting to the tournament. I went my freshman year and I really didn't get to play. Um, I got in the game maybe like two minutes or so. <laughs> like, um, but, you know, it was just fun. Like, the experience was yeah. fun. And I just knew, like, if I'm on a team where you actually win, like, I can see – I see why so many people are so excited about, like, college basketball, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just – you know, I, I think at, the, at that point I had um, reached – uh, a level where I had already accomplished my like individual goals. You know, I was all conference. Of course, I wanted to be player of the year and first team, but you know, I didn't get that. But I eclipsed like the thousand points and um, I averaged nineteen and all of that. I, I didn't really. I mean, of course, you can go higher, but I mean, like, how much higher can you really right, go? I'm sure right. if I yeah, was you reached the, there, you, you've reached milestones that you've achieved. And, yeah, you know, it's time to you know. The ones Other I didn't challenges. achieve, I just I thought I, I wouldn't be able to do it there at high point with that right. with one year left. I wanted to go somewhere where I could really go to a tournament, regardless of what my role is on the team. Or you know, my big thing was you know go to a tournament, and win games. So when it came down to schools recruiting me and and looking at me, once I put my name in the portal, my first thing was I. I well, first I didn't think. That, this big of schools, but you know, yeah. it's going to come. So then, like, you know, once I talked to you know, Virginia, you know, Purdue and Florida and Gonzaga, I'm like, oh wow, like, yeah, I, I, I guess I actually do got some talent. Yeah. Um, so then, you know, I just kind of narrowed it down to, um, you know, what school is considered like an underdog. Um, I've always been considered an underdog most, you know, a lot of my life. I feel like I didn't always get the recognition or you know respect mm-hmm. that i deserve so i wanted to put myself where i can go to a school that didn't get as much respect but was very good and 
that's where, you know, Purdue came up and I was just, I did my research and I'm just like, yeah, I mean, this team is, well, I didn't know that, you know, you had the most Big Ten titles, you know, that's never, <laughs> right. yeah. that's never like something people always talk about, you know, right. of course, when you first hear about the Big Ten, it goes right to like Michigan State, Michigan, and, right. you know, you don't really know about Purdue having the most titles, and once I did my research and everything, I'm like, oh yeah, they, this is the underdog team right yeah. here, I, I, I think this is kind of seals it off for me. I remember when you came in uh, the summer, the one thing that struck me was how quickly you and the guys just got along. Mm-hmm. Like, I just remember after a couple weeks, like, whether we were in a gym or you guys were up here in the office or whatever it would be, I was like, man, Jihad really seems like he's just clicking with these guys. <laughs> like, it, did you feel that? Did you yeah. feel like you settled in quicker maybe than some of your other spots? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, when I first got here, I, uh, Trey and Eric were my roommates, and now they're my closest friends yeah. now, so I hang with all the time. Um, uh, they just, you know, once I moved in, uh, of course, you know, you're a little antisocial. Sure. Because uh, yeah. you don't really know anybody yeah. or anything like that. But uh, I want to say uh, we were over here shooting um, one time, me and Eric, and it just like, I, I don't know why. I got so comfortable so quick. I just felt like I I've known him before. I don't know if it was from like the music we were playing or <laughs> right. you know what it was, but like ever since that point, you know that point on, it just was like family. I just felt like connected with with the guys, and I just was really comfortable. And I didn't really feel that comfortable with um, a group of people that fast since my freshman year when me and Ricky and like our little freshman class it was uh me Ricky and two girls from the girls team um who were you know we clicked instantly as like a our own like bonded over your yeah. yeah being in a new and, place and, and um I just I didn't click that fast with anybody uh until like I hear um and I, you know from there it just kind of like took off I, I just felt super comfortable so I gotta ask you then when we at the beginning of the year to really experience Mackey probably for the first time at full throttle would probably have been Virginia. Yeah. So when that game happens, what were you, and you balled out that game. Yeah. Too, <laughs> what were your thoughts when Mackey was really rocking? Um, well, before the game, my heart was beating like so fast because it was so loud. <laughs> I'm like, I never played in front of this many people before. Um, or where I'm the home team. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. for me. <laughs> so, I mean, my heart was beating so fast. And then uh, we were playing well. And it just it, one thing just led to another. I mean, like I, w- I just felt like this is where I was supposed to be. You know, like a one shining moment kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I don't know. I just it's just like it's like a whole different experience from what I was used to. Yeah. Um, and I don't I don't know why I adjusted so quick. I kind of like tried to zone out the crowd or you know like make it seem like you know this is just like practice. You know, I right? Can't, yeah, yeah. I can't be like two stars struck if I'm wide open and I get a shot. You know, right. I just gotta play. And um, you know, I end up going to have a good game. And Mackie made my first experience, or the fans made my first Mackie experience. Yeah. You know, something memorable. I mean. I still got all the like the pictures and like little memes that people have of me like saved to my phone. I'm just like, that's me. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's really cool. Well, you've had you've had a lot of moments for us this year. You had an absolutely monster shot up at Northwestern to uh, to get that game tied, mm-hmm. um, which we ended up winning. Um, and hopefully, uh, as we come down the stretch here of the Big Ten season, we can string some more wins together, and uh, and, and hopefully, some of the best moments are to come. I did want to, I did want, and I don't want to put your business out here too much, but I did want to brag on you a little bit. 
you're in a master's program yeah. over at Cranert in the school of in the school of management here on campus. Yeah, and um, we know several people over there that work with us on recruiting visits and things of that nature. And uh, every time we are over there with a recruit now, uh, they always make sure they stop us in the hallway and say, hey, if you have any more jihad practice, we need we need to get those guys ASAP because they love you over there. Um, so I don't know what you're doing, going to class and hanging out <laughs> over there and, and with all the people in, in Craner, but uh, they're big fans of you. And I think that's a, that's something that I think our fans would be proud to know of, of the the job you're doing academically and how respected you are over in the Cranard School. Yeah, I appreciate Cranard and everybody over there a lot. I mean, I, at High Point, people know you play basketball and everything like that, but you don't get as much as respect because it's not as it's not their it's not what their school like kind of runs on or anything like yeah, that. You know, yeah. they don't have fans sitting outside of the gym waiting for the game or anything like that. Um, but you know, just over in Craner, you know, I'm I'm just walking to class and three people stop me like, "Excellent game last night!" Like, <laughs> you're awesome! Like, you know, and I just think it, you know, just from that kind of environment, you know, getting the love from everybody over there. Of course, you always have to give it back. Um, so you know, I make sure I'm very respectful. Make sure I speak to everybody and everything like that. So you know, I appreciate Craner a lot. You know, for one, you know working with me with the program and you know yeah because you're you know you're taking master's classes and yeah. so um they're they're uh in some ways kind of helping to tailor it towards the fact that you're here for a year mm-hmm. and also with the demanding schedule you have with yeah. travel and practice and so um yeah i think it's a two-way street obviously you know they've been able to work with you but and but also you being able to balance yeah. condensing everything into one year like that yeah it, it's it's a amazing thing i'm just very appreciative for you know the opportunity for me to get my master's in a year play at this high you know level and being able to produce and be a you know a member on the team and you know as i always imagined so you know i'm just super thankful for that well um you mentioned uh, your upbringing your family and everything um talk about your family there's somebody real special in your yeah family as well, right <laughs> um yeah so uh i have a daughter uh little jolene um i had her at uh 17 uh um you know ever since that day everything kind of changed to gears towards her i mean She's a big time daddy's girl. Uh, it's like my little best friend. I talk to her all the time. <laughs> uh, she critiques the games. You know, I, I get my little uh, uh, sassiness. Uh, she gives me her little sassiness when we lose and stuff. You know, when we win, she's like super excited. She watches the games. She tries to come to as many as she can. Um, yeah, but that's my like. That's my little best friend. You know, she's super smart, um, super active. She, I mean, she loves it here, especially, you know, we did like a little special um, video uh, that, you know, Purdue put together for me, uh, one of the games, and they highlighted her, let her, you know, put the mic on her, let her talk yeah. and everything, and that just, you know, it highlighted her the whole, it's like the little highlight of her life. I mean, she talks about it all the time, she watches it all the time, and of course, you know, since it involves me, it it just you know it's a whole different level with her so that's yeah, cool that's my little best friend well and i and you and i have talked about her um quite a bit and i i don't i don't think you've ever her name's never come up when it hasn't been accompanied by a smile on your face so i know <laughs> i know how much she means to you and I, yeah. it's really cool your relationship so i wanted to make sure that we talked about that 
Um, okay, so we always end these podcast interviews with a final four questions. Okay, okay. and they're kind of off the <clears throat> beaten topic, or off the beaten path, rather, off topic questions. So I'm going to start with the final four here with our senior Jihad Proctor. And first question here on the final four is, what is your go-to music of choice? Um, I would say I'm more of a, a R&B guy. Uh, I do like rap, you know, with like Jay-Z being one of my favorites. Um, but I'm, I'm a big time singer. I mean, I can't sing, but I love to sing. <laughs> can't sing, but you're big in the shower guy, right? Yeah, I'm big in the shower So guy. what, uh, what, any particular groups or individuals R&B wise that you uh Brent Fayez he's a artist from DC or the DMV area my one of my favorites uh Roddy Rich uh who's a new on the scene big time fan of his um a Boogie he's an artist from New York and I found out about him when I went to school in New York big oh, cool. time that's awesome A Boogie fan so those are like my my big time three right now awesome very cool okay uh, question two here on the final four is what is your favorite book or maybe a good book you've recently read? Um, sheesh, that's hard. Uh, I started I started Kevin Hart's book, um, which was good, um, but I think I haven't like really like finished reading the book for a, a, a long time. It's just um, a biography on him, like his yeah, upbringing. Uh huh. Um, I think uh, maybe the best one that I've like finished probably was uh Barack Obama's book and my grandma had got it for me. I read it, you know, a few times. She tried Which to get one me with to the read audacity it. of hope. I'm I'm honestly not I'm not hundred percent yeah, sure. Probable. Um but she got got it for me back in high school and I, I know I didn't like read it as much. But I, I read it I wanna say like two years ago, a year ago, where I actually like finished it. I just like read it straight through. Um so that's, that's probably awesome. you know that's a very good book. It's on yeah. my bookshelf at home. Um do you read a lot? No, I don't. I mean, I do. And you're probably everything's more so digital now, so it's it's a lot of yeah uh, online. My wife's into books on tape. She's always listening to those now. I I still like the old school, uh, the old school books. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. That's yeah. Sometimes it's easier to pull out the iPad or whatever and read it that way. <laughs> Uh, question three here on the final four. Um, if you could wave a wand and do any profession starting tomorrow, what would it be? Sheesh. Other than basketball. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that would be my main one. Um, does it make me good at the profession yeah, automatically? Yep. yep. Uh, I don't know what makes a lot of money, like construction work or something like that. Like a realtor or something. I don't know. I'm Like I'm, one of those realtors that sells the multi-million dollar places yeah, in, in uh, New York or L.A. Yeah, <laughs> I, I follow a few of them on Instagram. And the houses that they just they get to see is like amazing. Uh it's this one guy, he, uh, I don't even know where the house was. I think it was in Texas. And it had like a, a, a park in the back, like a water slide and oh, wow. everything. And he like sells these big time houses and just gets paid. Just, just big commission at. checks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, that's a first. Now, we've never had any, and we've never had that answer on here. But that's, yeah, I, that's think I like that. I think I'm obsessed with it right now because I'm, I'm getting a little older, so I, I'll be. I'm always looking at like houses. You start to think like about homeownership. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be there before you know it, and then, uh, as I tell every every young person that's getting ready to buy a house, you get so excited to do it, and you should do it. But then when you do it, then you're like. Holy cow! I need to go buy like a garbage can and a lawnmower and this and that and then and then you're like, what have I done? And there's always a moment of like, of being totally overwhelmed. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all good and it's totally worth it. So, 
Uh, final question here on the final four. What is um, something that no one or very few people know about you? A very little known fact about Jihad Proctor. Um, and these are always hard because we've covered so much ground about you, but is yeah. there anything that, uh, any unique fact about you? That people don't know already? We know uh, you can't sing. We've established that. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I I'm not I'm not really sure. Any um, hidden talents or anything? No, I, I'm I'm more of an open book. Uh, I would say, I I guess I mean this isn't really like a hidden talent or anything, but I was I was really good in football. Um, they tried to get me to play in high school. Did they? Yeah. What position? Linebacker. Really? Yeah. I was like a little linebacker, tight end. I wasn't tall enough to be tight end <laughs> as I got older. I had to play like slot or something, but. Um, yeah, you know, was, you're you've got a kind of that linebacker build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, can see I that. used to be a little bigger too, so I, I had lost that. some weight. Um, yeah, some uh, of those protein shakes in the weight room. You could have been a little Ray Lewis out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could I could see that though. I yeah. can see that. Or I guess I can say, I guess my hidden talent is um I can draw. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, I used to be big time like sketch doodle. Really? Yeah. Any and now, do you draw people, landscapes? Any? No, it's just more so like if I see something like uh, this one time I was um, sitting, me and my friends down at High Point, we were just like chilling, and he had a picture of like a skyline, and I just it just was stuck in my head. So I was in class one day and I just drew a drew like a city with like the little skyline it was just only black and white but like yeah. i know how to draw wow um, it's not like something i actually like ever took serious but i was big time sketching doodle guy when i was younger like wow that's cool. now, see there you stuff. go that's pretty yeah. cool so when when people saw that sketch were they impressed yeah uh, my friend was well, like oh that's actually good like that's <laughs> nice yeah i was like yeah i mean i can do it a little bit i don't really do too much but. that's what i try to do i try to i try to people set the bar so low with me that then when they see anything i do they're actually impressed because they just are expecting nothing <laughs> oh you're excellent <laughs> well that's pretty cool all right so um want to want to thank you for coming on um you know as we tape this we're kind of coming down the home stretch of the big 10 we've got a handful of games left big 10 tournament is ahead of us um if we do uh the 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 job we're we're expecting to do, we'll be playing in March, and and um, and hopefully send you out of here on a on a really positive note and a, and a wave of momentum. So, I uh, just want to want to thank you for taking time to join us here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that was episode sixty three here on the podcast. Want to remind our listeners, you can always reach out boilerballpodcast at gmail Would love to hear your feedback. And uh, when we tape this next, we'll hopefully hopefully Larry's back in town and can join us for episode sixty four. But As we mentioned, this has been episode 63 with Jihad Proctor. And until next time, be curious, be informed, and be well.